0: Irreverent, entertaining,
1: cool, you're listening to L.A. Talk Radio.
0: You're listening to the Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on L.A. Talk Radio.
1: Package. He's won from seven furlongs to a mile and eight. He's won on dual surfaces. He's won with and without Lasix. And he's
0: traveled around the world and fought his eight game with him. He showed that he was a very top class
2: dirt horse. Balance is key. And, you know, he was just perfectly proportioned. I think that's what made him so athletic and so efficient on the track. Standing at Made Farm. Horse Ownership Experience is brought to you by TaylorMade Farm. Uh, made Stallions. Mishawish. Not This Time, California Chrome, Midnight Storm. I mean, look at this roster. Call Travis White, 859-885-3345. Book your mare today. There's some cool weanlings out there. Um, I'm Billy Koch. I'm founder and managing partner of Little Red Feather Racing Club. This is the Horse Ownership Experience on a Tuesday, October 22nd. With me, as always, is the fabulously talented michelle you and mm-hmm. michelle i mean i'm so excited about breeders cup i don't know what to do with myself you can't I hear. you are billy you it, like
1: can't even like stand it's
2: ridiculous right now. i don't sleep i'm excited and we're gonna we're gonna kick it up a notch today because we have the president and ceo of the breeders cup craig fravel joining us in about 15 minutes i mean come on where else can you go where else
1: Oh, you know what I meant to do. I meant to pull up like a complete list of like everything that's going on for Breeders Cup.
2: Yeah, it's a long, long list. That's yeah. I, and we're gonna hear all about it from Craig. So we're not gonna get into it now. Um, we had some crazy works this morning, Michelle, for the Breeders yeah. Cup. Did you see Matoli?
1: I didn't see, but I mean, I saw the time fifty eight and one from the gate.
2: <laughs> uh, he was rolling. I mean he was rolling
1: so he's coming off a layoff um and scott blasey said that they wanted to put a really stiff work into him well they because, did and you know, this is something that you'll see that Aspinson's done I, I you know when when i was working with him and we had curlin and they were going to run in dubai they sent him out there like two months early to have a race to get acclimated to be able to work and they've done that successfully i feel like in the past with horses and i like that they're doing that now especially as the track's been playing really laboriously yeah um that they have midnight bizu out here they have matoli out here very smart they have the whisper out here what i can't remember her name whispering Will woods or whatever it is um <laughs> but you know it's yeah bringing them out here and getting multiple works over the track i think is super smart and you know i'm hoping it works out in their favor
2: i read a funny tweet the other day this is from john on twitter he said uh this was yesterday he said slow morning at santa anita I can't believe I have not seen any. Quote, Never worked better. Coming up to the race, great. Seems to glide over the surface. Love the spot we were in. Couldn't blow out a candle after the work. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade, <laughs> wouldn't trade for anybody or anything. <laughs> That's amazing. It was a great tweet. I thought it was very funny and very true. Um, you know, it's hard not to get excited, and especially if you have horses in the race as an owner. Um, it's, it's kind of all you're thinking about, and you're thinking about even listen. Even a horse like Mirth, and you and I were just talking uh, off the air about the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf and how uh, Magical uh, won the Group One uh, Quipco Champions Cup. Is that what it's called? Something I don't know. Like Something like that. Over the weekend, and they were and for Aiden O'Brien, and Magical ran second last year in the Breeders' Cup turf to Enable. And this is just a beast of a Philly. And, and we were saying how exciting it would be to see her and sister Charlie face off in the uh, Philly and Mare Turf. And we're in the race but it's as a as a as a fan of the sport you, like you want to see that right and and you still even if we look up at the tote board and we're 30 to 1 or 40 to 1 whatever we're going to be it's going to be an unbelievable day i've told our partners just enjoy the moment and with expectations low it it even it even makes it that much better cuz if we're turning for home and we're in a good spot which we should be in i mean it's going to be crazy <laughs>
1: Well, Billy, we have seen how you uh, root down the house, so I can only imagine in those open-air suites if you turn for home and Mirth is in front.
2: <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be in front. person in Arcadia is going to hear. Well, speaking of that race, and we're going to have our whole Breeders' Cup uh, preview next week. And we're going to try to do a little bit today after we speak to Craig Fravel, the president and CEO of the Breeders' Cup here on the Horse Ownership Experience. Uh, But uh, they're talking about running um, Thais in there, who is Sister Charlie's rabbit. Michelle, how do we feel about rabbits in Breeders' Cup races?
1: I think we talked about that last week. We did?
2: Yeah. Or maybe two weeks ago. We did talk
1: about about the... in in this exact situation, too. Um, I mean, do you... (laughs) I, I, we did fine, talk about right? it if you, a horse deserves to be in the race then she yeah. deserves to be in the race She's she finished third and she it third, just yeah. so happens that her running style complements her stable mates then so be it but let's be honest it's it's not like okay in europe sometimes they use rabbits that like go the front set a pace and then they move the horse over the side like okay right. we're done right. now everyone comes through right this is not that case like they're not entering Days to move herself aside when they turn for home. Like she's gonna go all out to win it. That just happens to be her best running style, and it's very complimentary to her stablemate. So I, I'm fine in okay. this instance. Yeah. You know, I, I think you. it's a big difference when it's a horse that, like, as a legitimate horse, other than, or rather than, you know, the the situation where a horse might be, uh woo, over to the side. Let's clear a path for my right. stablemate now that I've set the pace and burned out whoever else was on the front end.
2: Let's go back to Matoli. Um is he he's confirmed for the sprint?
1: I thought he was running in the dirt mile for some reason.
2: Well, yeah, I'm not I have him on I'm looking at my notes right here and I know we know that Omaha Beach is going in the dirt mile and we know that Catalina Cruiser is going in the sprint. Those are the things we know. Do we do we know confirmed where this is uh where Matoli's going. I have him he's in both right now. he's uh, the right. uh, interesting interesting decision um on Matoli. i thought I thought, where would you run Matoli? Um,
1: I mean, I'm I would probably run him in the sprint because I just think he's wicked fast.
2: but it's only six for a long, it's not seven know, and not y- seven. and when you go in the sprint. You have to deal with the likes of Imperial, Imperial Hands. But, uh, but Imperial lot never ships well and wins, or right? Well, Chance a lot. Frenzy Fire. Yep. Catalina uh, so Cruiser.
1: Just Matoli's won like six times at six furlongs. Yeah. It's not like it's impossible for him to win. Also, I feel like he um, doesn't have to be on the lead. He can come from off the pace. Oh, so. I I mean, the thing is, when you stretch him out to a mile, it's two turns here. So it was one thing when, you know, he won the Met mile around one turn. I agree. But you stretch him out here and then you're kind of taking away every bit of effectiveness, especially because it's not even like, oh, well, if we go in the mile, we'll get a lone lead. Because like you said, there's Catalina Cruiser, there's Omaha Beach. All of a sudden, it's like, holy cannoli, this is a stacked field.
2: <laughs> holy cannoli, I like that. You know, uh, it's it's just, these are the things. There were pre-entries yesterday. We'll hear a, bit, a little bit about them from Craig Frable when he joins us in about uh, seven minutes. Um, it'll be interesting where they choose. I think based on the workout today that they put that fast of a work into him that he's going in the sprint. That. It seems to me that that would be make the most sense right Michelle because if you're going to go on the mile do you really want to go out and work 59 and 4 from the gate I mean when you work a horse from the gate it means you're trying to put speed into this horse you're making sure he is sharp you're sharpening him up I don't
1: necessarily up. know if it means you're trying to put speed into him but I definitely think that it means that
2: I'm, I mean you sharpen him up some fitness yeah
1: I mean like they, he needs to be fit and a gate work is worth several you know 3 not gate drills and he hasn't run in two months
2: yeah interesting well there's so many interesting storylines there were a couple of good races if we have we have about five minutes before uh, Craig joins us Craig Fravel from the Breeders' Cup Michelle what uh I I was really impressed with uh, Lady Prance a lot uh for my good friend and trainer Richie Baltus over the weekend she won at Keeneland the the uh grade three I believe it was yes did you see that race
1: I did not. I actually didn't watch any stakes races around the country this week. I was How, what, so what kind slammed. Of, what
2: kind of preparation have you done?
1: Um, I mean, I've read about him. I just didn't watch the races. <laughs> you know what? Ryan's gone. He went to the sales, and it took him like 26 hours to get there yesterday because oh, no. of Delta. And it's been a just complete nightmare for the last, like, three days.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, so I have a price- migraine. Does that make you feel any better?
1: Not really. I have a headache, too, but... I think mine's because I was out drinking last night. What?
2: What were you What were you celebrating?
1: It was my mom's birthday, actually. And um, me and my mom and my stepdad and my brother and his girlfriend and my stepdad's friend and Zoe Cadman and Leslie and her boyfriend all went to the Magic Castle.
2: Oh, wow. That's fun to tell. I've only been there, I think, once. I had a nice time. Didn't love it. What did you, do you not did like you? Magic? I do like magic. Oh. What what was the most enjoyable? Give us one act that okay. you saw.
1: Okay, so actually, every every time you go, they have like um they have okay. So when you go to Magic Castle, it's like a members only club, and they've got like four like different rooms for like magicians that are doing a show on a schedule, and um, then they have like all these roving magicians. Well, generally, the roving magicians are the best, and the worst one is the magician that's inside like the big theater that sure. like everyone gets a ticket to go to. Well, just so happened last night we were sitting in the bar, and this guy was like, "Oh yeah, Piff," and I was like, "Oh, what about Piff?" And they're like, "Oh, he's the magician, tonight. I?" I was like, "What?" I watch America's Got Talent, and this guy, Piff, the mud, mag- the Piff, the Magic Dragon, was like one of my all-time favorite America's Got Talent contestants. What does he do? And so he dresses like a dragon. He's British, and he's like a really funny kind of asshole type magician. Okay. But he does like so. Either way, he has this little dog named Mr. Piffles that he carries around. He was awesome. So he was the the show. And so normally the show really sucks, and the show was amazing. I was up on stage.
2: Really? Did you get hypnotized or something? No,
1: no, no. Uh, He actually took my watch, and it somehow ended up in a jar of wet dog food (laughs) that was sealed, and we had to open it with a can opener.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. He was awesome. How do they do that? Isn't that... How do they do I that? I have no idea. It's crazy yeah. what these guys are able to do. How did it's we get awesome. talking about I love this? It. Oh, because huh? you got drunk. What were you drinking?
1: Oh, geez. Um, I had, we had like two bottles of champagne. I had a Colorado Bulldog on the way. I had another Colorado what? Bulldog. Wait, stop.
2: Was... What is a Colorado? I don't know what a Colorado Bulldog is.
1: Oh, it's like a white Russian, but you double the vodka and add Coke. So it's, it's vodka, Kahlua, cream, and Coke.
2: It that does not sound, I it's just so got like good. a stomachache. It's stomach
1: kind of like egg. a root beer float. No, it's good. Okay. Um, All right. And then I had champagne, and then I had a Bailey's and coffee, and then I had a, an, I had actually two awesomes.
2: You had awesomes? Two of them. Fantastic. Everybody loves the awesome. Yes, Um do. Okay, Michelle, what other races you want to talk about really quick?
1: I honestly. Hmm didn't love any of the races this weekend is that a terrible thing for me to say well here's
2: you... the here's the problem it's it we're approaching breeder's cup and the breeder's cup preps have all been done um, right. other than some of the european races like we talked about uh magical who won the uh kipko champion stakes i was right okay. uh at ascot so, um, other than that, yes, it was kind of a quiet weekend. You know, the sunny slope was out uh, at uh, Santa Anita, and it was won everybody by four left. Doug four left. I'm so
1: excited. Yeah, a little
2: disappointed in Mohawk for Why? for Baffert.
1: Okay, this is the problem with Mohawk. This is what I said on air. Okay. And everybody else was talking about him working with Bast, but she worked with Bast like six, seven weeks ago. Two works back, he worked with Gingham, who like can't break her maiden, and uh, she outworked him. Okay. So for me, I was like, uh, I'm. This is a total play against for me because right. his last two works I didn't love.
2: Well, you were right.
1: I know. The, um,
2: the, the public was wrong. I know
1: everyone's talking about Bell's the one, but I didn't see the race in the Raven Run. Did you watch it?
2: Uh, yes. Ran huge and looked like a winner every step of the way.
1: Oh really? Okay. Oh yeah. So I didn't get to see it, but I saw a lot of like social media, um, hits about her.
2: She she ran awesome. Huge. Okay. Yeah, and it was funny. I was watching the race, and at the at the, before the three-eighths pole, she was absolutely loaded. And I'm like, if this filly gets out, she's gonna win. And she just came roaring. Oh, really? Yeah, very, very good effort, um, oh. and a nice, nice uh, filly on their hands there. Um, Ronan, let's call Craig Fravel, so we can get him gone, and, uh, get him on, and talk about the uh, the Breeders' Cup World Championships. While Championship. we're waiting for
1: him, the two other works today or the last two days were Come Dancing at Belmont. She went one ten and Hello. one
2: there he is hi craig craig fravel president ceo of the breeders cup welcome to the horse ownership experience with billy koch michelle you uh saw you yesterday you looked very much at home back at santa anita in your little cubicle um let me ask you this what's the thing you most look forward to uh at this particular breeders cup at
0: this particular one um you know, just seeing the horses back there on the racetrack. I mean, there's nothing like being in Santa Anita in the morning and uh, having folks from all over the world in the breakfast marquee looking at the San Gabriel Mountains. So I think, the, you know, the really the first morning when – Owners and trainers show up in full force is, uh, is a great moment to look forward to. Is
2: there a is there a particular race or a horse this year that you're looking forward to seeing? I remember last year the hype was really all about Enable, who kind of stole the show. Is there someone this year that you're excited to see?
0: You know, um, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit of a sentimental guy. I, I, I you know, I went and visited Omaha Beach just before the the derby and um you know he's such a cool horse from a disposition standpoint and you know Mendel always has a great relationship with his horses and you know you can you can walk him out of his stall and pet him like a puppy dog so you know, <laughs> he's kind of uh i felt so bad for him in fact he got scratched that afternoon i sort of felt like it was my fault he got and then trapped up at Riles because he looked great when I saw him. So, you know, that's kind of a So <laughs>
1: that's me. true, that Mandela's not going to let you
0: in the barn. Is yeah. that what you're saying? <laughs> you, who, if I was him, I wouldn't know. In fact, I, <laughs> I'm going to actually avoid doing that this
2: time around. Is, is there – now, first of all, I mean, it's nice that Craig Fravel officially has cooled Omaha Beach. That's good. Um, is there – give us a little bit of, your, of a history of – you've been to the Breeders' Cup how many years now?
0: I started there in 2011. My first one was at Churchill Downs that year, um, and so uh, after this one, it'll be uh, I think a total of eight.
2: Eight years. What What is the?
0: What's your favorite I venue? My, I have to count on my oh, f- my d- fingers, but
2: don't don't put them on the spot, Michelle. He'll we'll be in well, big trouble. I know. Okay.
0: What, what was your favorite What's my place? Favorite what? Yeah, your favorite
1: venue for Breeders' Cup.
0: Um. Well, that's probably kind of an easy one. I mean um you know the one i was probably the most personally um involved in 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 terms of my own sentiments about it was when we went to del mar Mm -hmm. um for obvious reasons so that you know and it ended up being such a a great event i mean there was my, my youngest daughter was sick for a couple months leading into that so that kind of put a damper on things but uh but once we got done she started getting better and uh that that was definitely a highlight
2: is there something craig that you would say that you are most proud of from the time you started with the breeders cup to the event coming up in two weeks is there a certain wrinkle that you've added to the mix or what would you say to that
0: well you know i think every organization has a certain character and, and many times that's derived from, you know, the people at the top of the organization. Um, so I think, um, you know, sometimes people, you know, think that there has to be massive and constant change in a event and an event or a business to, to make it successful. I think, you know, the Breeders' Cup, um, some of the things that we did that were particularly fun were going to new venues like Keeneland, um, and Delmar, but, and not just going there, but actually having those two events be among the most successful that the event has ever experienced. And, um, and I think, you know, overall the perception of the organization as a, you know, real leader in the, in the thoroughbred world and, and something that, you know, is a truly special industry asset has been, enhanced during you know the time i've been there so you know those are real positives for
2: me absolutely i think you're you're 100 right
0: is this a
1: bittersweet breeder's cup because it's going to be your last breeder's cup with breeder's cup
0: (laughs) you know i I, i'm i'm not like bittersweet about it at the moment i mean maybe when the last horse crosses the water on saturday evening I i don't feel a little differently but you know it's uh it's, it's such a great opportunity to. I mean, having done this for eight years, I think it's the kind of job that um, is is important that you do refresh it from time to time, and that means having some leadership changes at the top. And so, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to watching the organization grow from, from here, and then I've got I'll have my own new challenges to to face, which I'm, I'm looking forward
2: to. Craig uh, Fravel, the president and CEO of the Breeders' Cup, joining us here on the Horse Ownership Experience. Craig, give us. Let's go back in time. Give. Yeah, we're, we like to do favorites. We like to do lists. Is there a favorite race or a memory or a horse that you have uh, over your Breeders' Cup years?
0: I mean, like over all together all time, time. since I've been. No, there. we're
2: going all time.
0: Well, you know, I mean, I think mine and so many other people's would have to be um you know zenyada in 2009 I, I remember exactly where i was standing at the time i remember just uh you know it wasn't just a horse when I mean, it was just the way the crowd responded and yeah uh, you know it was a, it was a truly unique event in, in racing and um, so that one stands out for me um uh there's just been you know american Pharaoh, um Winning the Breeders' Cup Classic with, you know, the the crowd at Caneland and the backdrop of that was extraordinary. Um, So I'll I'll follow that one away in my mind for a long time. Um, You know, and smaller things like, you know, the Aidan O'Brien crew coming out on the racetrack last year at Churchill and, you know, their special way that the horses come out together, you know, and, and then enable winning the, the turf last year all those things were r- real highlights i'm sure there's like dozens of others if i sat down and thought about it further but you know those are clearly some
2: let's talk specifically about this year craig how were pre-entries yesterday obviously uh they were taken yesterday we're going to find out about them tomorrow how are the numbers stacking up
0: numbers are strong i mean uh you know we, we certainly is we, we, often the case um the entries in the the turf races uh particularly the you know mile juvenile and the juvenile races the Philly and mayor or the Phillies the Colts and the turf sprint uh were very 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 strong so um you know we're gonna have a few disappointed people that um perhaps don't make the list on the very first crack from the selection committee um you know the classic uh, I think we ended up with 11. um so you know and you know, there's not a prohibitive favorite in there, so that'll be a, you know, fun betting race, I, I hope, um, and, um, you know, all in all, it was, a, it was a good day, it's, you know, I think there's uh, there's always some disappointing attrition throughout the year in terms of horses that you'd hope would make it through, and, um, you know, one or two that we wish would be here that aren't, you know, maximum security, had to come back from a little setback, but um, you know, we're very pleased. I'm, I'm always a, a glass three quarters full person, so, so <laughs> and, you know, it'll be great racing. Uh, anybody who comes to the Breeders' Cup, and I have to tell you guys, the race after race is just extraordinary horses, and uh, and the you know the mixture of Europeans and Americans, you know, competing against each other and um, breaking bread together is a hugely fun thing for racing. Yeah. i c I'm looking forward to it. Right. Craig,
1: were there any were there any surprises in the pre entries?
0: Um, not really. No. I'm not you know, we we track these horses, you know, starting really very early really in the year you know, as the Triple Crown's kicking off. We're watching mm-hmm. horses from around the world. So um we, we try not to be surprised. So there there wasn't really an and you know, I mean I mentioned Omaha Beach. I you mean know, the the mystery a week or so ago was where he might run but i think mr Brr, uh, pretty much resolved that in the media a few days ago so that clearly wasn't a surprise so um nothing nothing that jumped out at
2: us the, the yeah. eu- i'm sorry michelle let me uh, let me go along those lines the european contingent craig uh always does well on the grass always do they do they contact you i'm mean, through your eight years at the breeders cup is are, do they call and say hey we we love going to california because the weather's nice and the and we get a, a nice turf course or do they say hey we would appreciate the back east because sometimes you get a soggy turf what what what, what do you, what do you what kind of feedback have you gotten over the years from the europeans um you know there
0: there's a lot of interest amongst the europeans and in california as a venue um i think that's partly because they they have a, a fairly high level of confidence that uh, you know they're going to get firm turf and that way they're you know essentially looking throughout the fall and summer campaigns of horses for horses that seem to prefer um firm going so you know that's that's cer- certainly an attraction for them um but i think they make the same basic assumption when we're going to uh, you know tracks in kentucky or elsewhere that the turf is generally going to be more firm than, than they're accustomed to um you know obviously we've had a few years when that got turned upside down but i also think you know there are a lot of guys that uh, men and women you know trainers who look at the breeders cup particularly in california as a, a bit of a vacation you know every year aiden o'brien who i think never takes a vacation you know <laughs> is here for longer than he attends any race meeting i think <laughs> in the world and And brings his whole family and, um, you know, you can see some rather pale skinned Irish kids around the pool. That's generally Aiden's family getting a little son.
2: Oh, (laughs) that's, that's great.
1: Uh, Craig, I want to ask, you mentioned, uh, some people might be disappointed not making the the first round of cuts there from the selection committee. Can you kind of walk us through the process of what the selection committee, uh, looks at and how those lists of who gets approved are finalized?
0: You know it's funny um I, I i have only visited the the selection committee meeting um one time in my eight years and that was last year um at churchill just to address one specific subject um that they had a question about in terms of um our policy on something and i can't even, to be honest with you i don't even remember what it was at this point um so i've never actually sat in for the deliberations and that's um mainly because i i don't want anyone within that committee you know that they're there to do a job and i don't want them to think that i'm there to have some particular outcome i want it to be an objective process and um and have them you know tom robbins um who you guys know director of racing from del mar um runs the selection committee he doesn't have a vote so he um, his job is to make sure it's thorough and fair and um you know we had dinner with the whole committee last night. they had their PPs from everything and and ratings information and you know um, the great thing about it is it's the representatives from from europe and and the us and um, everybody's supposed to check their, their their preferences at the door and make sure it's a fair process. so i you know I've never actually sat in on the, the meetings themselves and watched the sauces being made just because i don't want to tank the process
2: uh craig is the breeder's cup day itself fun for you do you get to take a deep breath and enjoy it or are you still working feverishly even up to the, the the classic
0: well you know first of all um when you call those two days work um uh it's it's a great job to have so um you know i hate to i don't want to sound like you know, I'm I'm doing uh, manual labor for the two days and, and suffering <laughs> through that, but but it is fairly high um, in the tension department. So um, I I really I can't tell you um, in the so I've been in racing now for almost I think 29 years. So I started at Del Mar in 1990, um, and I I wouldn't tell you I had fun at the races on any particular day when. I was responsible for you know the activities on the racetrack, right? <laughs> I was at the or at the Breeders' Cup. It's not it's not something I'm like actively enjoying. I mean, I I do enjoy you know as a part of my career and my you know job being around the horses and horsemen and horsewomen and um, just that interaction, but. But no, the, the days themselves are are not fun. I think I think my daughter, um, the one I mentioned earlier, my youngest, at the end of the Delmar, Mar, um, said to her mom, "Thank God that's over." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think I, I, apparently the tension that I carry um, gets transmitted over to the family. So,
2: all right, we'll but it's it, you know. But I
0: do feel a great sense of relief when my last horse crosses the wire and we uh, we've crowned all the champions.
2: Craig Fravel joining us uh, from the Breeders Cup here on the horse. Can we talk about the fun
1: stuff now?
2: Yeah, I want to ask one more. I want one fun question. I thought of this on my way here this morning, Michelle. Let me do this, and then you can ask anything you want. Um, (laughs) Michelle, okay, Craig, ready? Uh, You get you get to have dinner. You pick the restaurant, your favorite restaurant. Uh, You get to drink some wine, beautiful food, and you get to have one Breeders Cup winning trainer and jockey with you. Who are you picking? Oh boy, can be anybody, um, dead or alive.
0: How many people? How many people listen to this? I just have to
2: figure out here. A, right no, a million downloads th- so far. We have almost two million downloads. No one and only fun stuff. No one ever call, uh, complains to us except about me, not Michelle.
0: Okay, so, so I, I got um, a lot of. I, I, I'm gonna just modify that slightly. Okay, I'm gonna, like choose a European and a okay um, and an American because I think that's that's fair anyways but represents the breeder's cup so so i'm gonna have dinner with um with frankie and uh mike smith
2: okay good call
0: okay. um and and then you know even though he doesn't drink he's such a nice person i say having dinner with Aiden o'brien is a, a, a real treat um so i'll take aiden for the um the uh just for the pleasure of you know learning things and although with the other two guys are you know you might
2: not remember too much all right michelle talk about talk about the fun stuff coming up at breeder cup
1: i just want to know what can if you can tell us kind of a list of all the great stuff that you guys have planned that people can participate in um it's not always it's not always easy to find a whole just you know set down list of this is what's going on this week but i know it's going to be a busy week
2: well,
0: you know, obviously, you know, a, a big part of our hospitality um, activities are sur- surround the, the connections of the horses. So our breakfast marquee is going to open on Sunday. Um, Unfortunately, that's not open to the general public, but Clocker's Corner, like right next door, is. And, and I think for the general public who wants to come out, the the activity level at Santa Anita right in Clocker's Corner is you know pretty magical. I hope this heat wave. Um, clears out of here this weekend as uh, the forecasters have told us it will so that'll be a big uh, big part of things our taste of the world event again for the participants um is uh thursday night um there's a, a fan fest uh, in i believe pasadena on friday night which is open to the public people can go on our website and find those activities uh just find the right caption to click on and, and it'll show everything that we've got going on, the, on next week
1: what do you what do you look forward to most for me it's taste although last year the uh avocado toast in the breakfast marquee was the highlight of my week not
0: gonna <laughs> <lie>. <laughs> um you know I, i'm i'm kind of uh even though i'm not the best at getting up very early in the morning um i really do like the Atmosphere in the mornings leading up to it, and you know it's it's got a, it's got an interesting rhythm to it. I mean, we've already got people you know beginning to show up from elsewhere. You know, Steve Asmussen's got his horses out here already, um, so we've seen you know a fair amount of Scott Blasi in the and the trailer, and um, and then later on you know sort of Tuesday, Wednesday next week, the internationals and the you know. Guys from New York and Kentucky start getting in. It's just—it's just fun being around all those people arriving, kind of renewing their acquaintances, and you know, it's—it's it's so unique. I have to say, I go to races all over the world, and um, and they all have their own character, but none of them really has the intermingling of um, you know owners and trainers and jockeys and lads from from different parts of the world and I I just think that's just such a special part of the Breeders Cup.
2: I think it's I think you hit the nail on the head it's great seeing everybody out there and you're able to hobnob with people from everywhere in the world not just not just Kentucky or New York or Florida but Europe as well and I think that's what the Breeders Cup is all about. Uh Craig I have to say I have to compliment you and your team they've been nothing but gracious to uh, our organization. Um, I love Brandy and everybody and Dora and everybody associated with the Breeders' Cup. They are all so friendly and always willing to help. And I think it's a reflection on your leadership. I wanted to say that uh, on the air. And uh, we're looking forward to a great event. Michelle, you good?
1: I'm good. We've
2: taken up so much of your time, Craig. Thank you for uh, coming on today. And and we wish you all the best and have a great week. And we'll see you out there and we'll get some avocado toast.
0: Maybe yeah. maybe we'll have one of those patented little red feather circle celebrations.
2: If we do that, Craig, I will. I'm going to kiss you on the mouth. So I hope you're.
0: Uh, <laughs> can, I uh, like I'm missing that one.
2: That as, as they said in science, not. Not that there's available. anything wrong with that. Exactly, exactly. Craig, right. thank thank you so Thanks, much, right. and we'll see you next week craig fravel from the uh the president and ceo of the breeders cup here on the horse ownership experience michelle craig he's such a good he, he's the best i mean he's just he's a good man and and he knows what he's doing
1: mm-hmm. you know yeah, what i'm saying he, definitely, he is a relationship man that's for
2: sure absolutely and that's what the breeders cup is it's about relationships, relationships. And he's, mm-hmm. he's built so many good relationships and i think he's going to do a hell of a job at santa anita when he moves over there after the breeders cup so thank you craig what else we got going on, Michelle? What do we got going on this week? You wanna talk about a okay. couple of races? You wanna save yeah. it?
1: So first of all, um I just wanted we were talking just briefly that we were talking about good works. Um come dancing, who is a Philly and Mayor Sprint candidate, worked one ten and change at Belmont with her ears up like she was just galloping. And that's a wicked fast time. So she could really stamp to be um Tangled with there, and I think that she's a contender for year-end honors. Uh, and then Mackenzie worked seven furlongs this morning at Santa Anita.
2: I saw that work; he was flying home. Do you yeah, think? Right. Get, well, do you think Mackenzie can get a mile and a quarter?
1: I mean, I have said no all along that I do not believe that is his best distance.
2: But can um, he get it on Breeders Cup? No, guy? but
1: I mean that was that was kind of why I said like put Omaha Beach in the in the classic, but.
2: So we're going next week we're gonna we're gonna go through the races and we're gonna go yes. we're not gonna go contenders pretenders we we should make picks or something because yeah we
1: it, should yeah well, no, we'll just handicap and make like a top pick like how, we can do like a
2: let's do top pick, top and, pick and, and long, long shot. shot top top yeah. pick and okay. long shot my uh, my sister just uh, texted and she said hit the road she must be listening hit the road that's dan blacker's I, horse in the juvenile love the you yes. love hit the road well there you go did you, not, did you hear my
1: post race with him when I, oh yeah we no. talked about
2: it no but i said
1: is his barn named jack and dan was so confused and i was like hit the road jack and he was like <laughs> oh i get it dan <laughs> actually said if he wins the breeder's cup he will worm in the winner's circle
2: that would be amazing so i would pay to see that. that so basically mind. here are the promises so far we have Is that if Dan Blacker wins with Hit the Road, he's going to worm, and if uh, any of the little red feather horses, I would have to kiss. I will kiss Craig Fravel on the mouth. Craig Fravel on the mouth. Okay, those are good. I like it. Yeah.
1: Um, By the way, I'm watching the sales as we do this. Yeah. And the half to Matoli, the Oxbow half to Matoli. Yeah. Sold for a hundred and ten thousand while our show was going on.
2: Well, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's not. I don't think it's maybe as much as they wanted, but apparently Ryan said he flipped over in the ring behind.
2: Ooh. Okay.
1: So well, you know.
2: Hey um interesting note that no one cares about this but you know we're playing each other this week.
1: Um are we? Good. Yeah I and love you're that.
2: you're in first place. That's because I actually had a good week this week even though
1: I made the wrong choice on my quarterback. I played Tom Brady and Sat Rogers
2: and Rogers Oof. got like
1: 67 points and Oof. Brady only got 17.
2: Wow. But
1: I still scored the highest points of our whole league
2: this week i actually won all three of my leagues this week you had a great week and guess what i'm having better news for you
1: you lost last week
2: i did but guess what
1: what
2: lamar jackson's on a bye oh
1: my gosh (laughs) it's like god loves me
2: yeah so you don't have to deal with him and but and here's even better news for you you uh, i have kirk cousins who's playing thursday night and oh my so gosh, you get, Billy. I mean that I'm is just like this the is, best news ever yeah, right now. I
1: know. Billy has like this quarterback that has gotten like a hundred points well, every week. I it's think like people
2: sick. I think people know who Lamar Jackson is.
1: Oh, well I had to just in case people right. didn't know. Okay.
2: All right. Um, well, this has been a great show. I'm glad we got Craig on and I'm glad people are actually listening. And Michelle, what do you think? Do you, should we do the show next week from Santa Anita on Tuesday?
1: We can definitely give it a whirl.
2: I think it'd be fun to be there, you know, kind of after training, maybe we can grab someone, but it's 12 o'clock. It's probably too late. So we'll figure that out. Let me just, let me just thank everybody. Um, And we, wait a second. We we have, have I've got two little things. Yeah, go ahead. We've got to talk about
1: what's coming up this weekend. Okay, go ahead. Okay, um, hold on, i got to check out a horse real quick. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so coming up this weekend at Santa Anita, Friday is $2 beers. Uh, Saturday is Fall Fest, which is the pumpkin patch in the infield, and there's, like, all kinds of jumpers and bouncies and pumpkins and face decorating and pony rides and stuff. Um, so there's that. And then Saturday is the BCBC Last Chance Handicap- Last Chance Handicapping Challenge at Santa Anita. So, if you want to get into the B C Betting Championship, this what is an what day is that?
2: What day is that? Saturday. I might do that.
1: Okay, and then it's also the Autumn Miss for the stake. Let
2: me and tell miss- you about the Autumn Miss. Can you want to talk Dummy. about the Autumn Miss for a second? So, the Autumn Miss is the last graded stake race for straight three-year-old fillies on the grass um, in Southern California, and maybe the country. I don't know if there's another one. <clears throat> excuse me, this year, um, it's going to be an incredible race. It's going to oversubscribe. And for those of you that saw the Delmar Oaks this summer, it was won by Cambier Park. All she did is come back and win the grade one uh, QE2, QE2 at Keeneland. The third place finisher in the Delmar Oaks was Lady Prancelot, who came back and won the, sta- the grade three last weekend. The second place finisher is Hidden Message. She'll be in the, de- uh, the Autumn Miss. The fourth place finisher was Keeper of the Stars. She came back and won an allowance race, and now she's going to run in the Autumn Miss. The eighth-place finisher that day was Raimundo Secret, who lost by four lengths. And she came back and won an allowance race. She's in the Autumn Miss. There are shippers coming from the Autumn Miss. This is going to be an unbelievable race on Saturday. If you're looking for to see this who like the— like a
1: grade one that— <laughs> this,
2: is, this is going to be the type of race that you will remember for next year because many of these three-year-old fillies are going to be the four-year-old stars, turf stars next year. So if you're looking for a race to watch this week— this weekend at Santa Anita. Watch the Autumn Miss. It's going to be cool. something special.
1: Um, okay. Sunday is the Halloweeny Dog Fest. So it's wiener dogs in the infield. There's like a costume contest and stuff for them.
2: Are you putting your dog in there?
1: I don't have a weenie. I have a Frenchie. Oh, sorry. Uh, and it's also few. Fall Fest continues. And the stakes race is comma to the top.
2: Oh, right. Uh, mile in the dirt. Yeah. Got it.
1: Um, And then... uh aftercare corner yeah so sunday the 27th is the aftercare awareness day at santa anita so it's going to be a couple of retired racehorses back at the great race place and in between races they're going to set up stuff on the track for them to do usually they have them jumping sometimes they're jumping in costume Uh, sometimes they carry a flag it just kind of depends on what horses they get out there but it is definitely cool to get to see racehorses doing something other than racing on the track
2: that's, it's a very cool day. Make sure you're there. Uh, karma will be well represented, and uh, it should be a very, very cool day. Please and come out. That's,
1: that's what I got, Billy.
2: All right. Well, Michelle, thanks as always for doing this. You are a dream come true. Craig Fravel from the Breeders' Cup. Get ready for my kiss. Uh, Travis you're White. And <laughs> you didn't ask
1: him, by the way, about the um, what about the yellow on the hats.
2: Oh, yeah. I forgot. I didn't want to go negative.
1: Do you not do you not like the yellow?
2: I don't like the yellow on the hats. Breeders' cup hats. They say big Santa Anita Park on the front. It's like weird. I think it's um, weird. Um
1: the I like a year or two ago they had like a white, like the half of the hat was like white.
2: Yeah, that was weird too. Just go back yeah. to the just purple hats. That's what everyone wants. That's what they're that's why they're so great, because they're just purple. They mean breeders' because cup. They have ugly the name. Purple hats. Yeah, I mean, who cares? I mean, I don't understand that, but I'm not gonna complain. First world problems, right? Hey, first, first world, world first world problems are still problems. That's my friend Josh says that. Anyway, um, thank you to TaylorMade. Thank you to Santa Anita. Thank you to Del Mar. Thank you to everybody who listens to this show. All you guys out there, we really, really appreciate it. Guys and gals. When I say guys, I mean everybody. Everybody. Um, Thank you to Michelle Yu, who without her, the show would not exist. And uh, we're having a lot of fun. Next week's going to be insane. We're going to do our Breeders' Cup preview show. We're going to give you tons of winners. By then, we will have studied we will have sheets, we will have forms, we will have works, we will have everything by next Tuesday, Michelle. Let's bring it home. Let's give the people what they want, and that is winners. Right? Woo! That's hope. Uh, <laughs> all right. Everybody, have a great time. This is the Horse Ownership Experience, and we're here every Tuesday on LA Talk Radio. And you can download us on iTunes. You can reach out to us uh, at Own a Horse on Twitter at the Michelle U at B K L R F. What a show. Thank you, Michelle. We'll talk Thank to you next you, Tuesday. Billy. Have a great day. Thanks, Craig. Bye. Bye.
0: You're listening to the Horse Ownership Experience with Billy Koch and Michelle Yu, right here on LA Talk Radio. And so is the winner of the Don Handicap.
1: This horse is the complete package. He's won from seven furlongs to a mile and eight. He's won on dual surfaces. He's won with and without Lasix. and he's
0: traveled around the world and brought his eight game with him. He showed that he was a very top-class
2: dirt horse. Balance is key, and you know he was just perfectly proportioned. I think that's what made him so athletic and so efficient on the track. Standing
1: at TaylorMade Farm.